today's episode of the Fountain of Life podcast. In today's episode, we will continue with our study on manna, God's recipe for nourishing body, soul, and spirit. This is your host, Charles Zuta. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. And I believe all the previous episodes has been a blessing to you. Today, we will continue looking at this very important subject about how we nourish ourselves, how we can optimize our fellowship with God to make sure that we get maximum benefit from that relationship. In the previous episode, we discussed how we are supposed to gather this manner according to our needs but according also according to the number of people in our tent as well. And I did explain the value of the people in the tent. That is God's perception of the, the value of having provisions, not just for us, but also for the people around us, our children, our spouses, the people under our influence, the people who are under our tent. And why we need to do that. And God is instituted that in the law to make sure that they teach their children the precepts and the principles that he is going to give them. So today we'll pick it up from that point and we will look at the other regulations or the other rules that God gave with regards to the manna and look at how that may apply to our own fellowship, the Father. So we will recap briefly, go to our main theme that is in exodus chapter 16 and then we will read a few things there that will lead us into today's discussion about the value of how we collect this manner and how that applies to us even in the new testament dispensation so in exodus chapter 16 bible says from verse 17 then the children of Israel did so. That is, they went out and they collected according to the people in their tent on and on. Some gathered more and some gathered less. So when they measured it by omens, he who gathered much had nothing left over and he who gathered little had no luck. Every man gathered according to each one's need. And Moses said to them, note very carefully verse 19, and Moses said to them, let no one leave of it till morning. Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it melted. We shall look at the timing of the collection at some other episodes because verse 21 says that when the sun became hot it melted so basically this was part of the do's the do's and the don'ts you go out every morning to collect it according to your need according to the people that are in your household and the don'ts over there is that don't leave it overnight 
Don't leave it overnight. And those who disobeyed, the manna just decomposed. It, it rotted and then it bred worms. And Bible says Moses was very angry at them. So that brings us to a very important lesson. You gather what you need and you gather on a daily basis. Whatever you gather today, you eat of it today. You don't leave any of it overnight. And once again, this is very important because it aligns with God's values and God's principles. It aligns with how he wants us to operate. Remember, we went back to look at the Passover feast in Egypt where they sacrificed the Passover lamb. And God gave about the same instruction. You eat everything that night. The Passover lamb, you don't carry it forward to the next day. You eat everything overnight. Whatever is left, you burn it, you burn it with fire. So there must be a reason why in this case also, Moses was telling them, whatever you gather, eat it all that morning or all that day. Don't leave any of it overnight. And that seemed to align with the way God provides nourishment to even us in this dispensation in terms of our spiritual food, in terms of our fellowship with him, in terms of the things that we benefit from him through the eternal sacrifice of Jesus. And I'm sure you must begin to begin to you must be beginning to see the picture right now. So the first thing I want to dwell on is that they had to go out every morning. And that must be very 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 tedious every morning you can't freeze it you can't do anything with it you just collect whatever you want and you eat it all that day but the important lesson that this teaches or is going to teach them as we shall see is a lesson of obedience because for every morning that you wake up you are going to be depending on god's resources if you don't go out to collect it, that means that day you are not going to eat. You might have to find your own food. And then you can't keep it for the next day. If you keep it, it's going to decompose and it's going to breed worms. So whether you like it or not, you have to obey. You have to go out and do what God has said. That is a practical demonstration of you have to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You don't have any choice. You don't have any alternative. You can't keep it for tomorrow. You can't make any other arrangements. You just have to go out and get it every morning. Can you imagine? Because we are talking about... At this point, we're like 600,000 men. The Bible doesn't give us an account of the women and children. So that's why the conservative estimate is about a million people. So picture this huge crowd, 600,000 people out in the fields at dawn or early in the morning, baskets or whatever, bending down and picking it, bending down and picking manna continuously. Every effort they put in is saying, Lord, I believe you. Every time they pick that manna, it says, Lord, I obey you. So it's more like an act of worship. They're going out and 
gathering this. So every morning, they have to engage with what God has said and what God is doing. And that is practical demonstration of total dependence on the sustenance that God is providing. How does that speak to us in our dispensation? Remember, the key word there is what Moses told them in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, where he said, He caused you to hunger and he humbled you to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So as important as bread is, there is an overarching need for us to learn to totally depend on God and do that very consistently. Then comes the part of those who try to find their way around it where they try to keep it for the next day why would you keep it for the next day why would you collect because you are supposed to collect according to your needs on a daily basis the first thing that comes to my mind why somebody will want to keep it besides overtly being disobedient because moses said not to do it it's laziness or maybe procrastination or distraction or whatever but we know from the scriptures that somebody who is lazy is a brother to a great waster. Because when you are lazy, you will not endear yourself to your full potential to maximize every talent and ability that God has placed in your life. So the fact that the manna decomposed and rotted tells us that disobedience doesn't bring any reward. His God is not going to reward disobedience. Neither will he reward laziness. You see, so in this contest, what he's teaching us is the, the need for diligence and the need for total obedience and dependence on God. Why is God teaching them this? Because somewhere down the line, they will have to fend for themselves. They will have to learn to tap from God. He wants them to cultivate the habit of knowing that he is the one who supplies their need he is the one who provides for them in every area of their lives so this law teaches us the same thing about how we need to cultivate the habit of daily obedience and daily diligence of god a story is told of a little boy who parents were trying to get him to be praying consistently and he's struggling with the consistency part so one day his father came to him and said have you said your prayers it's bedtime you know you have to say our prayers and then the boy pointed to the wall now when the father looked at the wall the boy had written down every need that he wanted god to do for him so his dad asks, what does this mean? And so he told his dad, God knows my needs. It's all on the wall. Sometimes our prayer life or our attitude towards the things of God are like that little boy. God, you know all my needs. It's all on the wall. Yes, God knows all our needs. He knows all the challenges that we are facing. He doesn't want you to paste it on the wall. He wants to engage with you. He wants to engage with us about that need because like we are seeing in manner 
It is more than food. It is more than the gift. It's about the giver. So he's just using this principle to get at them. We can equally leave every need on the wall. And like that little boy, always tell God, Lord, it's all on the wall. Our God is not on the all on the wall relationship with us. He wants us to engage with him in a lot of ways. So he has set this cadence every morning, every morning, which are soon somewhere in a couple of episodes, we shall look at the significance of the morning in our lives as believers. It is not a, a doctrinal thing, but there's something special about the dawns. There is something special about the morning. We need to tap into some of those relevance. But the key thing here is about the daily obedience. Every day going out and doing it, not being tired, but just totally depending on it because the emphasis is on obedience. We There's this interesting or very popular scripture that we all quote you know, in our moments to remind us about God's desire to be fresh with us. It doesn't serve as yesterday's grace for today's needs. And we need to appreciate that. So in the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22, the Bible says, Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. God's steadfast love, God's compassion, God's faithfulness to us, they, he renews them every morning. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. You see, great is his faithfulness. His faithfulness demands our response. And our response to his faithfulness is daily obedience. So here we are seeing that this is how God operates. He renews his faithfulness to us every morning. He doesn't give us yesterday's grace for today. The Bible says as sufficient unto the day is the evil death. God wants you to deal with the day today as it is. That's why in the Lord's Prayer, he's taught, you know, Jesus taught us, pray that's wise. Give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread. So for those situations where we find ourselves worrying about our monthly bread and our yearly bread, remember, God is counting daily breads. So, Every day presents its own challenges. Every day presents its own situations. And he wants you to approach the day with that new fresh of grace. He wants you to approach that day. Go to him on a daily basis. Go to him to tap into that resource. And that is what he's telling them to do. Not doing that and stacking it up will not yield the kind of results that we want. God wants the freshness of that relationship. That every day when I wake up and I open the windows and I see the sunrise, it should remind me that there is a fresh grace for the new day that I'm about to face. And I want to take that grace because no two days are going to be the same. The environment you are going to deal with in the workplace, the people you meet on the road on your commute, all of those things are all constantly changing. So we need to embrace the fact that every day, we need to call it fresh manner. We need to go to the Lord to take that grace because his mercies, his steadfast love, they never fail. He renews them every morning because he's faithful. So that is what he's teaching them. The only time these people will go to the field and not find manna is on the Sabbath day. 
On the sixth day, he gave them the opportunity to collect enough to cover the seventh day. So we shall look at the implications of that as well. But a key thing in this episode that I want you to take away is that there is fresh grace for everyone. And it's not just his loving kindness that he renews towards us or he teaching us to desire our daily, daily bread. But also, it's his justice. Bible says in Zephaniah chapter 3, and the verse 5, says the Lord is righteous in her midst. Talking about the nation Israel and all of that. Says the Lord is righteous in her midst. He will do no unrighteousness. Every morning, he brings his justice to light. He never fails. He never fails. God is steadfast. Every morning, he brings his justice to light. So every morning, he renews his compassion towards us. Every morning, he renews his justice towards us. So when you wake up or whenever you face a tough day, tell yourself, there is sufficient grace in today for me to help me to face another day. Go out there and collect the manna. Go out there and collect that fellowship. Go out there and collect that refreshing that you need. So that is how you nourish your spirit. You nourish your soul by engaging in daily obedience, daily time with the Lord. Even if it's 10 minutes, it's not about the time. Remember, we are all collecting according to our needs. The most important thing is to have that cadence with God. Is to have that consistency, knowing that there is fresh oil for every new day's challenges. And that is what God wants you to know. To bring us to the significance of daily obeying the Lord and knowing that he's going to send you grace for that day. It's important to live by every word that proceeds from his mouth. I want us to look at Jesus' own way of dealing with this sort of situations of challenges and all of that. So he's fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. I'm reading Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Bible says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones become bread. But he said, he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by everywhere that proceeds from the mouth of God. So literally, Jesus quoted the same thing Moses was telling the people of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. That look, it is it's more than food. Remember, he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. You, you and I know when we are fasting, everything becomes appetizing. If you if you go into the grocery store on a, on a day of fast, the cookies which you never, never want to buy, suddenly they are all screaming, buy me, buy me, buy me. Right? So when you are hungry, you're, you know, the, the desire is, I, I, I want to eat. This guy has fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And then the devil places the temptation within the scope of his weakness, his hunger. And he says, if you are the son of God, turn stones to bread. There is nothing wrong with eating after you fasted. But the devil 
wants him to prove that he's son of God by turning stones to bread. That is not how God wants him to demonstrate that he's a son of God. That is not how. So to him, his hunger is secondary to the overall will of God. So in much the same way, so he quotes this verse, man shall not live by bread, but by every word of God. Literally meaning obeying God's will for me for this moment. Where I'm standing, a hungry man is more important than satisfying that hunger. And more, moreover, why should I take instructions from you, the devil? I would rather obey God than you. And then I'll also obey God than obey the demands of the hunger that I'm feeling right now. That is the power of daily obedience. That is the power of being willing to only live by the word of God. In the face of pain and anxiety and crisis and hurt, you have that frame of mind to say, look, irrespective of how I'm feeling, irrespective of what is out there, I just want to obey God. And that is what he was instilling in the people. Get out there, collect that manna every day, tired or not, weak or not, because you need to live by the word that I have spoken. That is what God was whispering in their ears. And those who didn't obey, they collected it and it decomposed because God won't bless laziness. He won't bless disobedience. And he doesn't want them to do that. We will continue from here, God willing, and look at other aspects of the dawns like what happens when the sun rises over the mana but if you've been blessed in this podcast continue to subscribe to our channels and then you can download this or as you subscribe to apple podcast or um, amazon and spotify or all of the other places that you get your podcast i believe that you have access to this material and I pray that God richly bless you. So we meet you again on this podcast. I say thank you so much and may God richly bless you. Oh Lord, yeah. I am the well of life. Come to me. Hello, this is Charles Uta, your host of the Fountain of Life podcast. Thank you so much to all who have followed this podcast. You've been watching and then listening to our podcast over and over again. Thank you so much. I want to give you a sneak peek to an upcoming episode. In this series, which we captioned Memories, Ministers or Monsters, we want to ask that very quintessential question. Are our memories ministers or are they monsters? You see, memory plays a very crucial role in our lives, but sometimes our memories can be weaponized against us. So whilst there are memories that we cherish, there are also memories that frighten us, memories that torment us, memories that create problems for us. It reminds me of the words of the songwriter that says that sometimes it feels like we are a one-man army fighting with shadows in our heads. You know, not everybody wins that battle. And unfortunately, people have given up hope in life, they've resorted to self-harm, and every imaginable pain that comes 
when we lose that battle in the mind. But basically, God has a lot to say about memories and I want us to explore that. So join me as we look at this very, very exciting topic. Memory, is it a monster or is it a minister? How do we strengthen ourselves to be able to win that battle? God richly bless you. The book of Matthew 11, 28 to 29. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find